This is Dylan FM, a freak music club podcast on Bob Dylan. If you love Dylan, you're in the right place. This season, we're going deep on Time Out of Mind to celebrate its 25th anniversary. Here's your host, Craig Danielov. Record reviews just aren't as important as they used to be. Like many other things, they've been devalued in an online world where we're flooded with opinions in all qualities and from all angles. Sturgeon's law applies, of course. 90% of everything is crap. I actually believe the number is 98%, but whatever it is, most reviews just aren't worth the electrons that deliver them. But there are still great record reviewers out there. The best of them are done by people who know what they're talking about, both musically and more broadly. They can really write, and they deliver interesting, useful observations or impressions, or evocative and compelling commentary. So what I'd like to do today to start wrapping up this time out of mind foray we've been on is highlight some of the best reviews of Fragments, the recent Time Out of Mind bootleg series, Volume 17. My hope is that this inspires you to go read more of them in full. You can find links in the show notes. In fact, we've got a page on our website that offers links to all 75-plus reviews that have come out so far for the Fragments box set, and they're sorted by how good they are, so it's easy to read the best ones first. Before diving into the reviews, I want to let you know that this will be the last episode of Season 1, the end of our crazy deep dive into Time Out of Mind. This effort began last May and ran through six live events. There are now 25 podcast episodes and all kinds of blog posts, one live concert, and hundreds of social media posts. It was fun and I hope interesting as a start to this project. For season two, we're going to take a quarterly focus, usually on albums, but sometimes periods. The Fragments box kept us on time out of mind a little bit into 2023, but we'll still squeeze in four topics for the rest of this year. Starting next week, we're going to look hard at the two records that most consider to be the deep roots of time out of mind. Records that most fans love, but that don't get talked about too much. Good as I've been to you and world gone wrong. It's going to be informative and interesting, and I hope you'll join us. You can see the other topics we have planned for the rest of Season 2 at our website, freakmusic.club, or on the Freak Music Substack. If you're hearing this, you're not yet a premium member, so I want to let you know that now is a great time to join us. In Season 1, we put about half of our interviews and the content into the free public feed, but in Season 2, there will be more full premium-only episodes as well as other benefits that you'll really enjoy if you're a Dylan fan. Sign up via our website or Substack. It's just 10 bucks a month, or you can join annual and save 20%. There are links in the show notes. We also now accept tips. If you like what we do, but don't feel like joining, check the show notes for that link as well. I'm going to start with some overall thoughts on the reviews, having read all 75 in the last month or so, and the best ones, again, preparing for this. They mostly follow a formula, regardless of their length. The origin story, the remix, some details about the outtakes, 
a word or two about the live recordings, and a quick summary. The overall quality of reviews this time was very good. Clearly, these are written by people with a solid to fanatical knowledge of Dylan, which is not always true of album reviews. Nearly a quarter of all of the reviews got our highest ranking of outstanding, but 34% were deemed essentially a waste of time. Some because they were so short that they couldn't add any value, and others because even at length, they didn't add any value. The origin story these reviews tended to start with, you all know. Dylan was down and out in the 90s, got a Lifetime Achievement Award at a young age. The press was ignoring him. He reunited with Lanois in his swampy sound, and it was a resurrection. Many readers of these reviews don't know Bob Dylan's career in depth and certainly in the context of this time frame, so these are fine and appropriate and useful introductions. The remix of the album was a subject that elicited a lot of discussion, as it should, and had some really fine commentary. Here's a few quotes. Johnny Borg and his blog called it beautiful and exciting, that it took us behind the curtains and the filters. It's the same album, but it's a different album. That's a great perspective on it, and it's if you listen to our discussion with Michael Brower, who did the remix, that's exactly what they were going for. Seth Rogovoy of Forward said, On the new remixed version, the gauzy haze that blanketed the original Time Out of Mind has for the most part been lifted, much to the benefit of Dylan's voice and the drama inherent in the instrumental exchanges between the musicians. In Louder Than War, which is a blog, Ian Corbridge said, The impact of the remix is stunning to my ears, adding such clarity to the sound and bringing to the fore so many of the players who were buried deep in the original mix. I agree, that is one of the funnest things about the new mix is hearing all the parts that sometimes you can go back and listen to the original and it's there, but it's very subtle in the background and sometimes they just weren't in the original mix. In a website called Clash, Robin Murray said, while some of the songs benefit from a slightly more streamlined approach, others lost an almost undefinable quality. Time Out of Mind has always thrived in an attempt to pin down emotions just out of reach and this increased clarity doesn't quite serve the full project. It's different, sure, but for those who cherish the unique nature of the original recording, it doesn't add much. As much as I love the new mix, I do think there's something to be said for Lenoir's production and version having a magic in it that the new one doesn't. I, I think this is a case in which both new and old will continue to get listened to. In the Boston Globe, David Weininger said, the most illuminating parts of Fragments is the remix by engineer Michael Brower, a respectful yet fresh take on the familiar sound of the finished album. Brower thins out the processing and murk from the sound, giving the instruments greater space and definition. On Super Deluxe Edition, Sean Hannum said, With the new version, Brower has nailed it. The remix is sharper, crisper, and live-sounding. The performances are more intimate and immersive. It's like you're sat in the studio with Dylan and his band. Dylan's voice is cleaner and more audible in the mix, which will please listeners who thought Lenoir's original production was too murky and swampy and with too many effects on Dylan's vocals. The outtakes, discs, or records were widely loved, as they should be. Uh, here's a few of my favorite comments on the outtakes. This one's from Doug Collette, who wrote at Glide. The multiplicity of variations is indicative of the breadth of Dylan's imagination, one that's mirrored by the versatile talents of the musicians. 
Rough edges remain in the tunes, beats, and words, all yet to be sculpted into fully finished form to present the accompanists, which may explain why lyrics to each song are not included here to complete a fully panoramic view of Time Out of Mind. Bob is nothing less than fastidious in his pursuit of what sounds acceptable to him. Robin Murray in Clash said, Time Out of Mind didn't produce that many outtakes alternative arrangements, but the deft experimentation on show fully illustrates the astonishing musicality within Dylan's band. Most of the outtake reviews included a line or two about various songs that were the particular reviewer's favorite takes. The most common callout was the fabulous take on Water is Wide, which we learned later Dylan had recorded for a Pete Seeger tribute uh, before the Time Out of Mind time frame, just a little bit, a few months, but it was never used, and so it was put on this box set. The live tracks got very little commentary, actually. I guess there's too much to talk about in the space the reviewers were allotted. Here's one good comment, though, from Doug Collette at Glide. These often riveting moments of spontaneity on stage, many of which aren't less rowdy than Till I Fell in Love with You, feature two different but comparably tight quintets. The lack of fidelity in what sound in many cases to be audience recordings, however, often muffles their unified action. I will say I've come to think that the audience tapes, the use of audience tapes is a big disappointment. Um, as Dylan's management recently said, anyone who wants audience tapes already has them. And the two soundboards on the live disc are so superior to all the audience recordings that the people who have these soundboards should have found an album's worth of them to include in a box set this important. One actual bit of new information discovered in the reviews came from the LA Times story. They were able to talk to Daniel Lenoir, and he says, Dylan pulled Make You Feel My Love out of nowhere, which surprised the hell out of me. I knew all the songs because I'd worked up the band before Bob even got to Miami, but I'd never heard that. The producer wasn't sure what to think of the tune, a more conventional and sentimental number than the others, on Time Out of Mind. But he said, it's one of the most used-up chord sequences in the history of music, Lenoir says of Make You Feel My Love's descending progression, and maybe a little bit corny, like something out of Mary Poppins. But sometimes you got to get out of the way, so that's what I did. The Boston Globe review by David Weininger, which I quoted above, begins with the kind of cliched Dylan stereotype, which isn't even true, that his career, quote, has been nothing if not a model of inconsistency. But after that, it's actually a very good review with a lot of interesting comments. Uh, here's three that I particularly liked. Pretty much nobody had Dylan releases a career-defining album to stand with his best work on their bingo card when Time Out of Mind appeared in September 1997. These heartsick lyrics are swathed in an atmospheric soundscape unlike any music Dylan had made before. The greatest achievement of Time Out of Mind is the way it recasts our view of Dylan's entire career. So it is clear that David Weininger really knows his Bob Dylan. And more than anything, that was really the universal truth about these reviews. These reviews were written by a lot of people who really know and seem to love Bob Dylan and were recommending uh, this box set wholeheartedly, and that, that really came across. What I'd like to do next is read some longer portions from a few of what I thought were the better or best 
reviews. We'll start with a section from Jason Green at Pitchfork. What becomes abundantly clear over the course of the set's six hours is that Time Out of Mind is primarily the story of mood and one ensemble's single-minded pursuit of it. The making of this album was protracted and painful and in all ways alive, and the album's dour countenance was largely the product of theater and shadow. Dylan, ever the role player, was inhabiting a persona, slipping into a black jacket and working the character for fresh angles. Lenoir accentuated the gloom and submerged the album in a damp chill of effects pedals and reverb until Dylan seemed to be speaking to us from the beyond. But as the That's going to be all the time we have for this episode. But in the extended version, subscribers will hear about a half dozen of my favorite passages and thoughts from all the Fragments reviews. See the show notes to sign up and get your own personalized private feed that will give you access to the longer versions of all of our shows. You can hear our full talks with Time Out of Mind 2022 remix engineer Michael Brower, the authors of both Time Out of Mind books, Grayley Heron and John Lewis, and Dylanologist Scott Warmoth explains example after example of how the words of Henry Rollins appear on Time Out of Mind. The full season one is now available, and season two starts next week. As I hope all that demonstrates, despite my readings, there are some insightful and interesting and powerful reviews that are probably worth your time. I really recommend the full versions of all the reviews I've cited today. There are links in the show notes and on the webpage where we've collected all the Time Out of Mind fragments reviews. This show and the idea of looking at reviews and reading excerpts was an experiment, so let me know by perhaps comment on our Substack if you liked it. My thanks to everyone who's listened, all of our guests, and all of our members who supported us through season one and encouraged this project to continue and grow. Don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast. It really helps. For bonus episodes and more, become a member at freakmusic.club slash join. And you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at FMC underscore Dylan. Thanks for listening. <laughs>